listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Listen, I think last night's game was very important, very telling. Let's start there. Yeah, it was all Rams on Thursday night football in Los Angeles. They exact a little bit of revenge from the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, but it was Rams over the Patriots. 24-3 was the final. Fez, a lot of... Mm, not What's the right word for it? There was a lot of... Eh, eh, when it came to the Rams entering the year. I'm not sure what the transcript's going to say right there, but... But then they went and won that Dallas game, and all of a sudden it was like, "Uh uh-oh, surprise team. But then there was a backlash a little bit. It was like, you know, they're not as good as we think, but boy, that defense has gotten so good. And I wonder, where. what was your takeaway last night, and where are the Rams in your power rankings? So I've got the Rams number three in my power rankings. Number three. Review the tape and prepare for this week. Drew Brees comes back, though. Okay. Well, how could there be two teams? Drew Brees is going to affect two teams at once? What number is there? are the Rams? Three. Okay, so that means there's two ahead of them. Yes. And Drew Brees will bring the Saints ahead of them. Yes. But that's three ahead of so them. So the Rams will move to number four. Number four. It won't be four ahead of them, but okay. So you're saying with Drew Brees, even though the Saints said, as we talked about in the headlines, Taysom Hill, quarterback of the future, you're saying how much of an upgrade is Brees, by the way? Breeze is a three-point upgrade. Now, what happens if he has three broken ribs still? Well, that's is it one? Is it a point per rib? Well, that's the question, right? And it's eleven ribs, so I think now we got to do some high-level abacus math, right? Well, I'm asking you. Yeah, I got to see him. I got to see. I'm really not sure if he's ever going to come back to 100 percent this year. Okay, so how much of an upgrade would a healthy but still 40-something Drew Breeze be over Taysom Hill right now? Three points. Well, that seems like a lot. Maybe not. I don't know. Okay. So, really, though, Saints possibly, Kansas City, yes, and who else? Green Bay. Green Bay. So, you're saying right now you got the Rams better than the Steelers? I do. Where do you have the Steelers? I got Pittsburgh number five. I tell you, you lose one game, Jonas. I, I mean, everyone else seems to be able to lose a game and not get just lambasted. Who has the best record in the NFL? Well, Kansas City and Pittsburgh. But somehow that doesn't count, though. <laughs> you really think the Rams would be favored over the Steelers on a neutral with, with proper rest? Like both teams rested? Yes, I do. I do. I think that you, we should drug test you. I mean, you could make the case maybe that the public would be too optimistic about Pittsburgh and kind of discount the fact you're saying, yeah, Steelers plus two. No way. No, it would or be plus like one and a half, whatever. It'd be like Rams minus 118, small money line favorite. But what I'm saying is the fact that the, so you're making some huge distinction between one and plus one eight or minus one eighteen. But let's accept your. I mean, at least let's accept that's what you think. What is it about the Rams that you saw last night? Meaning that that what new information do we have? Well, I think a confirmation. You nailed it. That defense is really nasty for the Rams. And if you're a one-dimensional offense like New England is, and you can only run the ball, they were just absolutely lost against the Rams. That was just a complete shutdown to the point that the Rams didn't even have to do anything on offense, and they could just coast to an easy victory just with their defense. So our speculation was, and you had a best bet on right here on the show on the under, which, which you loved. That was sweet. I thought it was a good pick. Um, 
Belichick talks about teams having to be multiple. If you can run and pass, it's hard, much harder to stop you. The Patriots aren't multiple on offense. Cam's just not throwing the ball well, and a good defense can exploit that. But it feels like the Pats, how would you say the Pats D did against the Rams? It's hard to quantify, and here's why. Goff threw an interception. Well, Al, let me quantify this. Yards per play, 5.1 for the Rams. 3.8 for New England. Now, league average is? 5.6. So, Rams were significantly below average. Yes. But what happened in the game is that Goff threw an interception in the second quarter, and McVay said, enough of this. But that's and that's part of What do you mean you can't quote? That's a sign when you have a quarterback that bad that he's going to throw interceptions, and then the coach is going to react that way. That seems to be very germane to the conversation, right? Or, or are you saying in some hypothetical world that Jared Goff gets a lot better, the Rams would be better? I'm saying that the Rams didn't have to take any risks to win this game, and that's why the numbers look good for the New England defense. Well, what what lines or what games have the Rams looked particularly good on offense recently? Because I think the thing we got to understand about Goff is that if you look at Pro Football Focus, his first six or so games were pretty good, and then he's had like three or four real stinkers since. Mm. I don't think it's a coincidence that, that all the good games are front-loaded. I don't know if he's injured. I don't know if the league's caught on to something. Because they did tweak the offense this year. But if you look at the weighted games more recently, Goff has been really poor. Jonas, your takeaway from the fans' perspective. Well, I think you talk about high variance and where it could sway to one side or, or the other in an extreme way, and I think the Rams are that team. It would not surprise me if they ended up in the Super Bowl, and it would not surprise me if they were out in the first round of the playoffs. I just I look at their lot. This is why I disagree with Fez that they're better than Pittsburgh right now. You look at the Rams' losses, and they're bad losses. They were swept by the 49ers. The Bills game, they made a comeback, but they were getting wiped out in that game and then the game against Miami they looked awful so when they're bad they're really bad and I just don't know that I can trust them as a top tier team how many losses do the Rams have four they have four losses and you think they'd be favored over the Pittsburgh Steelers I that do. was just I mean please don't just keep saying I do again and again like I, I totally understand when I rhetorically say, can you imagine that the the, the, the Pittsburgh wouldn't be you, just saying yes? I do believe that, sir. Well, you're not on the witness stand. What I'm saying is, <laughs> Jonas, if I would have asked you what the line would have been, and again, this is a because that's how the public bets. What would you have said? Four lost Rams against the Steelers. Neutral field. Steelers. Yes. Two to two and a half. Sort of. Mackenzie, what do you think? Pregame.com research. Steelers, too. Fez, uh, to some degree, you might think your line is right to split the result, but you're not splitting any action here. Yeah, Rams, bad matchup against the Niners. They're two losses. Well, the, the game uh, against hold Miami. on a second. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking you to justify your opinion as a handicapper. I'm saying, as a bookmaker, you make a line to do what? Split the action. All right, so does it seem like you're splitting the action? No, I'm not. So, do you want to let me ask you one more time? Do you really think the Rams would be favored? I don't anymore. But they should be favored. Yes. Yes. Make that case quick. Okay. Bad matchup against the 49ers. Both of those Rams losses. I can make. What does that mean? So, can Pittsburgh say bad matchup against Washington? I mean, what do you mean bad? Because the other coach is better? That's how good the team is. 
So, what do you mean bad matchup? Well, they're 0-4 the last two years against the 49ers, so they just haven't played well, for whatever reason. So, we dismiss that game? Or those games? Mm Well, I'm going to dismiss, maybe not, but I'm going to dismiss the Miami loss where they outgained Miami by over 300 yards. That was just a fluky loss. And the Buffalo game. And the Pittsburgh game wasn't fluky when they lost to Washington? I mean, you could make the case that with, good the, point. with the good schedule, point. if there was any loss amongst the five, four for the Rams and one for the Steelers, that is the most explainable. Which one do you think it is? The Washington loss. Because the Rams, even though they had a lot of turnovers, that's partially their fault. Turnovers aren't purely mm-hmm. random, right? Yes. Goff has 14 turnovers in 13 games. Three lost fumbles, 11 interceptions. Yeah, he turns the ball over. He does. Final word, Jonas. Uh, I look at New England, and I have no idea how they won six games. I, they just—they look. Belichick's a genius. Yeah, I, it must be, and and they look completely overmatched. They, there's just a giant talent discrepancy, even with the Rams, and and they don't have the greatest offense in the world. But you just look at the two, and it just feels like one offense can get something done, and the other one can't. And so credit to New England for even getting the six wins. Keep in mind. Well, especially because it helped me win my bet with Colin. Yes, of course. Keep in mind, though, that this is probably the year for the Rams. Meaning, if you look at the contract realities, next year is going to be tough. They're going to probably be thinned out. So, yes. a lot of people felt like last year when they traded for Ramsey, it was the last hurrah. The fact they put together this year, got to give them a ton of credit. But Jared Goff is a huge question mark. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, it's time for Steve Fezzik's Best Bet. And, RJ, for that, we go to Sunday Night Football, the game of the day, an AFC battle between the Steelers and the Bills. Buffalo, a one-point favorite on pregame.com. Oh, let me guess. Who you got? I'm on the Buffalo Bills against the Steelers. The Steelers are a tired team. This is their third game in 11 days, and we saw the Steelers looking run down, lacking energy. Second half against Washington, where they got outscored uh, 20 to three in that second half. The Steelers haven't had a bye since week four. I can argue... Well, first of all, they didn't have a bye. Exactly. I can argue they didn't even have a bye because they thought they were going to play for most of that week. Contrast that with Buffalo. Now, Buffalo had to play Monday night as well, but Buffalo had a bye week 11. So, Buffalo much more well-rested. I like the Bills here, minus the two. So, how's the market reacting to this game? Interesting. It opened at pick. Oh, interesting. It opened, that's code. He doesn't like it. No, it opened at pick. It got steamed all the way up to Buffalo minus two and a half, and now money is coming back in well, on the well, Steelers. Hold, hold on a second. When you say opened at pick, is what I'm seeing here is the look ahead line was minus two and a half for Pittsburgh. It opened up on the world overnight at pick, but it was one and a half. It was one and a half almost instantly. So, yes. I mean, it probably was like three bets. I mean, we were on the podcast moving lines. You know, you uh, you can move lines for a couple thousand bucks at certain times of the year, right? Or certain times of the week. So let's not say steamed all the way. The market, it was when it was two and a half. You could have bet, you know, twenty thousand on it, right? It was yes. Monday morning, and now during the high betting time, it's been Pittsburgh money. That's correct. What do you think? Everyone's all these sharps are crazy, huh? I think so. I don't think they're counting 
taking into account they, they, enough. They just aren't aware that the, that the Steelers are tired. Yes. Oh, Jonas. Imagine what the Rams would be favored against <laughs> Buffalo here. All right. Best bet, Fezzik against the Steelers. All right, RJ, let's get it started, and we're going to start here on Straight Out of Vegas in the NFC North. It's the Packers at the Lions this Sunday, and on pregame.com, Green Bay is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. And this is important to remember. Detroit had a bounce back after firing their coach, and that's been the case recently, that teams have done well after firing their coach during the year, but boy, that defense didn't look very good. And Trubisky had another good day against the Lions. Why? Because they play so much man-to-man. You might think, switch it, switch it, new coach. But when you have personnel that are drafted to play a quirky defense like Patricia had, it's hard to transition. Additionally, Stafford, now questionable. Fez, do you think this is a serious injury? And how much do you value Stafford over the backup? I do think that there's an issue with the thumb. So even if Stafford plays, I don't know if it'll be 100%. Chase Daniel is the well, back. Just to be clear now, the line's off the board at m- multiple places. It right? is. So we think it's significant enough. This isn't just one of these arbitrary throw it on the injury report. He, It's off the board in some way. Exactly. Places. There's a real chance that he might actually not play. And if Chase Daniel has to play, three and a half point downgrade. All right. So to me, the key here is. Lions don't expect a lot more from the D because the personnel, it's still the personnel, and it's suited for man-to-man. To the AFC South, we go where the Titans are at the Jaguars. Tennessee is a 7.5-point favorite on pregame.com. There are, there's a great trend in the NFL, which is a road favorite off a of bye does really well. Now, you might say, RJ, there's no bye here. True, but what does a bye represent? A bye represents... The team being focused. Well, after Tennessee was, you know, quite frankly embarrassed against the Browns, you gotta expect a focused team. And when you bet an underdog, you don't bet them necessarily because you like that dog. It's hard to like Jacksonville. You bet it because you think the favorite might be flat. I don't think there's any chance the favorite's flat here. And I'm on Tennessee, and Tennessee almost uh. lost to Jacksonville week two. All the more reason they'll be focused for this game. All right, that's his first pick, or second pick, count your best bet. It's the Andy Dalton revenge game, RJ. It's the Cowboys at the Bengals. Dallas, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. You know, in the NBA, for example, when it comes to motivation, it might be the most important factor in a given game in the regular season. How motivated is this team? In the NFL, typically, that's not the case. In the NFL, typically, you know they're motivated. But now as you reach the last quarter of the year and you've got two teams that are out of it with nothing to play for, really, you've got to handicap the motivation. To me, Andy Dalton being there, going back to Cincy, gives the edge to Dallas. If not, then Andy Dalton hasn't won this team over at all. So in a a way, this is a referendum on Andy Dalton I'm staying away from the game. The Arizona Cardinals are a a one-and-a-half-point favorite at the Giants. This is a one-handicap game. Just got to answer me one question. Is Kyler Murray healthy enough to run the ball? If you look at QBR, which rates a quarterback, and say how much of the QBR is from running the ball, you can look at that. Number one in the NFL, 34% of his production comes from running Kyler Murray. 
But the last couple games, he's ran, I think, three now, ran the ball five times or so. In the prior six games, he had run the ball an average of 11 times per game. So, in my opinion, when you have the quarterback that needs to run the most, not running because of injury, no wonder Arizona's been doing so poorly. I do find it interesting, though, this line has gone up just in the last 24 hours, up to Arizona favored by a field goal, which tells me there's probably some good inside information on Murray. And I am on the New York Giants. You nailed it, RJ. Uh, Murray is not healthy. The last three games, he's run for five times, five times, and five times. That is not indicative of a quarterback that's recovering fully from his shoulder injury, still injured, I think. After you hear me say five times last three games, you have to give that histrionic delivery. (laughs) Five times, five times, and you know, five times, Jonas. (laughs) And next up, we have the subject of yesterday's crossfire between you guys, and it's the Texans at the Bears, where Houston is a one-point favorite on pregame.com. This may be the worst trend ever spoken on the radio. I'm going to let Fez take the lead here. All right, I'm on Chicago. Chicago late in the year, week ten on when week play- ten. So week ten's late in the year, like so. That's like November first, right? That's like November twenty fourth. That's when the weather. Well, no, November twenty fourth. You're right. November fifteenth. That's when the weather turns 15. bad in Chicago. I live there. I know. When the Bears play a dome team or a team from the South, the Bears are 19-9-1 against the spread. From the South? What teams does that encompass? Houston, uh-huh. Miami, Jacksonville, L.A. Teams How many the times South. do they play? But you must have the list, right? I don't have it on me. <laughs> I mean, the, the worst ever. You know how much you <laughs> Let's just say this. I like Houston. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Be, and we talked about it yesterday, and I'll say it quickly now, is Deshaun Watson's having an amazing game. You can question his receivers because of the injury or the suspension with Fuller, but the reality is two no-names came in with over 100 yards. Watson can throw to anyone right now. Houston's the pick. Broncos at the Panthers, Carolina, a three-point favorite on pregame.com. I think this is a situation, we talked about motivation. This is a situation where Carolina's long view, the sense is it's a college atmosphere. We're excited. Bridgewater's playing well. All the things, you know, we know that the running back's out, but in general, I think this team is very anti-fragile, which is a concept that, how, what disrupts them? What's going to cause Carolina to be off? Doesn't seem like McCaffrey missing games does. Doesn't even seem like Bridgewater missing games does. This is a team that's anti-fragile, and thus with a little bit of COVID, I don't think it's going to have a huge effect, but I think Carolina is the kind of team you can feel good about. And this line's down, right? This line was, what, three? Yeah, it's three right now. Oh, it's three right now. At selective shops. Most places don't have it up, but it is up at a few. Uh, I tell you this, a two and a half, which I think will be out there, I like Carolina, but anti-fragile. Fresh off a bye, Brady and the Bucks are a six and a half point favorite hosting the Vikings. I'm going to give a little bonus best bet right here. All right? I'm taking Minnesota, and I want 60% of my bet on the spread, taking the six and a half, and 40% of my bet... On the money line. What we got, Fez? What's the latest number? Plus 255. I'm taking 255. Now, Jonas, here's the trick. Even if we just went on the spread, we win a little something, right? 60 is more than 40. But if they win this game, woo-wee. 
We get the money line and, obviously, the spread win. And here's the rationale. You can only get an edge on things the market hasn't accounted for. Everybody knows that Brady and the Bucks are in a must-win borderline. I think it's fair to say must-win. It's built into this line. Remember, it wasn't that long ago the Bengals played the Steelers in Pittsburgh, and the line was six and a half. Now Minnesota's playing Tampa in Tampa, and the line's six and a half. So the distance from Pittsburgh to Cincinnati is the same as Tampa to Minnesota? Nah, wrong. And I'm telling you, late buys, December buys, actually have a bad record. I think this is a bunch of turmoil. Here's why I like, though, the money line. It's because if it's late and tight, oh, is it going to be hot under the collar? On that? I know Brady's Brady. But who knows what Arians might do? He might run in and quarterback himself. Who knows what this guy's going to do? So in a tight game, as much as I don't want to bet against Brady, I'm taking a piece on the money line. Little bonus best bet, Minnesota. Chiefs, seven-point favorites at the Dolphins. One of the most fruitful things we've done this year is identify that Miami is New England South, and thus what Miami does, New England probably will do similarly against the same team and vice versa. We benefited, you might remember, the Chargers game, Fez, is this is a situation where New England has played against Mahomes better than any team. The defense against Mahomes, I think you got to give that edge or at least some value to Miami to do the same thing. The Colts and Raiders will be your best bet, RJ, coming up before the end of the show. So from Vegas to Seattle we go, where the Jets are on the road at the Seahawks. Seattle, a 13.5-point favorite on pregame.com. I'm asking this not rhetorically. At what point do we say Russell Wilson's beginning of the year was the aberration and what we're seeing now is the truth? Because for his career, he's had some great games, and then he has some stinkers. Now he's back to having some stinkers, and it's been multiple ones. And I'll tell you this, if Russell Wilson doesn't play exceptionally well, Seattle doesn't tend to win. Their defense is that bad. It might be improving, but I think that the fluke might have been Russell's really hot start to the season. And I'm actually going to lay the 13 and a half Ooh. here. And why am I laying 13 and a half? Because I have the very rare double Double touchdown favorite that lost as a double-digit favorite the week before Seattle. What? A double touchdown? It's 13 and a half, right? <laughs> yes. So almost a double touchdown. Almost a double touchdown favorite. They lost minus 10 and a half against the Giants. Seattle will be fully focused to get this win. And what is that trend? What is the record on that? I do not have that number. So I got the special, but I don't really know if it wins or not. <laughs> RJ, the the Falcons and Chargers will be part of Collins' pick number six coming up here shortly on Straight Out of Vegas. So from there to Philly we go. Jalen Hurts' first career start, and he finds himself a seven-point underdog hosting the Saints. Straight Out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. To me, you got to think about the rationale on why they're starting Hurts here. And we talked about it yesterday. I believe he's a sacrificial lamb. The Saints are so good, so good on defense. I think that Carson Palm or <laughs> Wentz is the quarterback, the asset of the Eagles. They owe him $40 million. Guaranteed money next year and the year after. 40 sticks. 
They don't want him damaged. This is like if you if it's raining out, if it's hailing out, you take the rent a car. Unfortunately, Jalen Hurts is the rent a car in this case. Yeah, and I love your handicap here. I'm on New Orleans laying the seven. I can't see, and I know you don't think the Eagles can get to 18 points. And if they don't, the Saints are the right side. Last one, we go to San Fran, courtesy of Arizona, where the 49ers are, quote, hosting the Washington football team. And San Fran is a three-point favorite on pregame.com. The key to the 49ers offense, the only way to defend them because it's one-of-a-kind offense, what Shanahan does, is you need to be strong in the middle. Linebackers and safeties. Washington isn't. they got a great D-line. You might think, oh, the D-line can stop the run. But no, linebackers are the key when playing against the San Fran D or the San Fran offense. And I'm on the Niners minus the three. It's a really good spot for the Niners because they've had a little mini camp in Arizona. It's a bad spot for Washington. Third straight road game for Washington. Teams in that situation only cover 45%. But RJ, if they come in off of back-to-back wins in that third road game, it drops to 39% against the spread. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.